Hi, Josh Sorrell here from Sandhill Hill Ferro Baptist Church in Sandusky, Ohio. The podcast you're about to enjoy was given live before the congregation at Sand Hill. It is our desire as a church to live Christ to people while loving people to Christ. We pray that this podcast will invigorate and encourage your walk with Christ. It is our steadfast belief that we can still have unwavering faith if we hold fast the absolute truth of God's mighty word. For more sermons like this and additional content, visit our website www.sandhillfwb.com or visit our social media pages on YouTube and Facebook, keyword Sandhill FWB Church. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way. As I've already said, today's kind of just a different service. Um, it is Memorial Day. It's the start of summer, a um, beautiful day, and um, and we're getting ready to go back to church. You guys ready to go back to church? Amen. All right. So it's going to be a little unusual this morning, but maybe more of a pep rally than just preaching this morning. But I'd like to bring you a message this morning entitled, The Proof is in the Pudding. You guys heard that saying before, The Proof is in the Pudding. Uh, Bill Cosby didn't come up with that, by the way. I actually did some research, and uh, that has been around for centuries. And we've come to understand that what it means is is it, it'll come out what's really there. The truth will actually come out. The proof is in the pudding. And so I, I will read a Bible verse this morning. I'd just like to maybe share some things maybe you guys don't know. And I really want us to just get excited about coming back to church Sunday. And so that's going to be our goal this morning. So if you would turn your Bible to the book of Ezra, Ezra in the Old Testament, uh, Ezra chapter 1, we'll be reading out of that. And maybe while you're finding that, I'll bring you up to speed um, where we're going to be reading from. The children of Israel have been taken captive. Uh, they were living uh, in the promised land. They were supposedly God's people. They were supposed to be abiding by God's commandments. And Nebuchadnezzar came and took them away. They were taken off cap- captive. And where 70 years have expired, the Bible tells us that some who were carried away actually were part of the ones that came back. And we're going to read in verse number 1 of Ezra, chapter 1, that it comes time that the, that the king says you can go back home. You can go back to, to, to your promised land. And there were people who had remained faithful throughout that whole time and were ready to come back. So if you'd have it, if you understand where I'm going this morning, they had been told couldn't go to church. They had been told they couldn't socialize. They had been told they couldn't do all the things they were used to being uh, doing. And now the time has come for them to go back and, and be able to be together and be able to be in God's house. And that's where we're at this morning. And so we want to read this verse and, and try to, again, uh, get us excited about coming back to church. Verse number one, Ezra chapter one. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth and hath charged me to build an house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all this people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. And and I won't have you flip over there, but in Ezra chapter 3 and verse number 1, these same people, they're in the house, uh, they're back in Jerusalem, and they're ready to worship. And that's what to get this morning is we've been separated, we've been 
out of church. We've not been in our normal situation. Uh, calculated it up. Today is 10 Sundays. We've not been inside the building. We've been outside of church for 10 weeks. That's really a mind blowing. Uh, since this church has been here, uh, since 1957, we've went 10 weeks and not church. And we're getting ready to go back. Amen. We're getting ready to go back inside and have church. And so I want us to be excited. Uh, we have something about and so the proof is in the pudding and often as christians this is what i want to get across to you guys this morning often people in church will say a lot of christian things right it's easy to get up in front of everybody and you know make yourself sound holy and say a lot of christian things proof is in the pudding the, the it'll come out what's really there and and can i just say this that problems don't make people bad problems reveal what was all there people that are that are when, when problems come that doesn't you know, make the different it just reveals what's actually there and so i would like to, i would like to just present this thought to you this morning um for for years and years um i got monitor out here cj there has been controversy at church right and, and everybody knows that and and in the the mindset is uh, that that we find out what the sinner wants and what you know if they want a, a rock and rolly service we'll give them a rock and rolly service if they want you know smoke and lights we'll give them smoke and lights we'll give them make them comfortable make them enjoy and we'll grow our church and we don't want to come them we don't want them to feel bad by preaching the bible to them because then they'll feel bad and they won't come back and if they do say they got say we don't want to church all the holiness and righteousness and all these things, we want to leave all that out. Sorry about that. Is that better? All right, that sounds better to me. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. So they, they've been telling us for years, you got to do this. And here's the thing. Their churches are growing like crazy. They have thousands of people coming and everybody's there. And boy, they're popular. And, and, the, and the pastor's a big name. And, and, and they're just a big church. And then you have the conservative churches. And the conservative churches say that the, when they come to church, they should not be comfortable. We say that, that we should expect if you change, you ought to be different than you was before. Uh, we say that we believe in holiness and standards and not denying ourselves uh, and, and that we, we're all in. But we're a small church. And if I could just be real honest, as a pastor, sometimes it's intimidating. You look at these churches that are doing everything wrong, and they're growing by leaps and bounds, and then you look at the small churches that we think we're doing what God wants, and the church is small. And so you begin to think, well, maybe we should change and be like the be like the modern churches, be like the liberal churches. But then God sends a virus. All right. And whatever we think about that, whatever you're about the, the virus is it has changed our world right it is different than it was before and we most all churches in in the united states have went without having service now for a, quite a long time the proof is in the pudding and so i would like to share with you this morning uh, w- the difference between them and us 
See, I, I listen to a lot of uh, national uh, churches and, and podcasts and different things, try to keep up with what's going on in the country. And here's really what's going on. Here's what you guys maybe don't realize. The big liberal churches that have thousands of people and that allow anything to go and that don't stand for the Bible, those churches, when this happened, when the virus happened and they quit having church, a lot of their people just simply just withdrew and just didn't have anything to do with the church. Their offerings went down and, and the and the pastors are very concerned and, and even uh, discouraged because are those people going to come back when this virus is over? But here's an interesting fact. I've been talking to a lot of my friends that are pastors and, and a lot of the churches we're associated with, been trying to keep up with what's going on. Talked to a pastor yesterday uh, that is that is over a lot of pastors and, and begin to share with me what's going on in the conservative churches. And here's what's going on at Sand Hill. Here's what's going on in the conservative churches. Since this virus has happened, uh, the people people that were committed have remained committed. They've stayed plugged in. They've watched the church services. They've been faithful to what we're doing. They've stayed connected with one another. They've talked to each other. They've missed each other. They've loved each other. The the Get this. The giving in, in about every church that I talk to that is a conservative church, the giving has went up since we stopped having church. That's mind-blowing. But you know why that is? Because this is important. This is not something we do. This is who we are. And we give... Uh, because this is our life. We're, this isn't just something we do for an hour a week. This is our life. This is what we do. When church isn't going on in there, we're still the church. Amen. We're still the church. And this is important. So so you guys, as Sand Hill's been mind-blowing, uh, you guys have been so faithful to watch the services. You guys have been so faithful to stay plugged into what we're doing. You guys have come out for the drive through service. You guys have come out in the pouring rain. Uh, you guys have been giving uh, generously all through this time that we've not been in there. No one to guilt you into it. No one to prompt you. You got to give more. We haven't been doing that, but you guys have just been, this is your church. This is your life and it is working. Amen. That, that's what we got going on. So I just say this, the proof is in the pudding, right? The proof is in the pudding. You can look really good and you can have a big church and you can have a lot of people that aren't even saved. But when the virus comes, you quit having church, you're going to lose those people. But you can have a church that's built on the Bible and you can have people who love Jesus and people who are committed. And it doesn't matter what the country does, doesn't matter what virus comes, doesn't matter what happens. Uh, we love Jesus. We'll be together, amen. We're going to stay in this thing because you can't stop the church. A virus can't stop the church. A persecution can't stop the church. This country, it can't stop the church because we have Jesus as our captain. We're going on, amen. You know, the statistics we've heard said many times, I learned this uh, some time back, but the statistics that we hear, proof's in the pudding. Proof's in the pudding. We learned, we've heard this statistic over and over and over again on the radio that churches are losing their young people and something like 80 to 90% of the people who were raised in church when they get to be, uh, uh, when they graduate from high school, they leave the church and don't come back. And that's always bothered me. That's very, that's very disturbing. Well, here's what I found out. Here's what I found out. That is the, churches that are the mega churches that are doing that so you've got a church and they've got you know they've got thousands of people and they've got kids coming in there and they've not taught them about jesus they're not committed they're not they're not following the lord they're just going to church of course when they get to be high school age they're going to stop going to church but here's what i found out churches like our church conservative churches they have something like an 80 or 90 percent rate that stay in the church and don't leave that's what we've got going on here they stay why is that because this is important this is who we are we're, we're not just going by here, but this is important. Amen. And so I want you guys to get that. 
This virus has, what it has done is it has revealed what was really there. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of churches, a lot of churches are, are, are now panicking, saying, what are we going to do? Uh, things aren't good. What's well, revealing what was there? And a lot of churches, I've, I've talked to so many of my pastor friends and they say, I'm encouraged. I'm excited. Uh, it's a good time. Can I say as your pastor, I am encouraged. You guys have proven this matters. This is, this is real. Uh, this, this is important. And it isn't just something we do. It's who we are. Amen. And I, and I am encouraged this morning. And so we're getting ready to come back to church. And I'm excited, amen. I am so excited to come back to church. But that, but that building right there, that's not the church. I'm looking at the church right now. I'm looking at the church right now. And you guys are the church, all right? And, and building or not, listen, they can tear that building down. We can meet in a, in a field somewhere. We are the church, and we love Jesus. And that will stand until Jesus comes back. There's no stopping it, amen. And so... I would like I would like to uh, think about um, point number one. I'd like to think about what we said before. So before there was a virus, before any of this happened, before we stopped having church, here's what we said. We said we love Jesus. We just got through singing about it. We love Jesus, Amen. We said we love each other. We we love each other. We we said we need each other. We would get up and we would say we love the church. And we would say we are real Christians. That's what we said before the virus came. Now, it's easy to say all those things, and probably a lot of people that aren't saved can say those things. And a lot of people are probably saying those things all over. But here's the thing. A virus came. Church, we stopped having church. And and now what we said before, we got to see, is there any proof in the pudding? So you guys stood up and said, you love this church. You guys stood up and said, you love Jesus. You guys stood up and said, I need this church and I love my brothers and sisters and this church is my life. And now it's time to see, is there any proof in the pudding? And so now we look at what we did. So for the last 10 weeks, we've not been having church. We couldn't come out. We couldn't gather. We couldn't be together. We couldn't hug each other. We couldn't do a lot of things we missed doing, but here's what we did. We gathered. We pulled together. We loved each other. We we said, I can't wait to get back to church. We we continued to give. We said, this is important. This matters. And, and what we did was we said, there's proof in the pudding. What I said before, it's a reality now that there's problems. The problems don't take away my Christianity. The, the problems reveal my Christianity. And this thing is real. And the problems don't remove your, uh, it will show who you are, amen. And, and you guys have shown we're real. Listen, does Sandhill have any problems? Do we have any, we have any messed up people here? We have any uh, issues and things going on? Sure we do. But we're real. And when the problems came, they didn't destroy our church. They drawed us together. We got a lot to be proud of this morning. We got a lot to be thankful for this morning. God has revealed what is underneath. And what is underneath is a bunch of people who love each other and love Jesus and love this church. And no matter what comes or what goes, we're going to love Jesus, love each other, and love this church. Amen. So, so we're, we're in this thing. We're excited because God is good. Amen. And this is real. This is real. Uh, this, this is not something we do an hour a week. This is not something that, that we just have to do or we do out obligations. This is our life. Uh, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is family that I'm looking at. We love each other. We need each other. We are part of each other's lives. That's the kind of church that we are. And that's, and that is proven in this virus. The proof's in the pudding. It's come out. We can see that that's who we are. Amen. And so I want to ask you guys, 
We can talk about what we did before the virus, and that was say we love Jesus. We can talk about what we've done for the past 10 weeks, and that is uh, we've maintained becoming a church. We have, we have faithfully stayed in support of the church. So what are we going to do now? Point number three, what are we going to do in the future? What will we do now? The, we're coming back to church. We're trying to somewhat get back into being normal. We're, we're starting to move forward and, and getting past some of the things we've been restricted from. What are we going to do now? Proofs in the pudding, right? The proofs in the pudding. Oh, I, this is what I, this is what I want to see us do. What we've done for the last 10 weeks is great, but we're going to come back to church. We need to come back to church ready to have church. We need to come back to church ready to worship. We need to come back to church longing to be together and saying, I'm going to give my best to the Lord. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to give him all that I have. He is my all in all. I haven't been in his house for a while and I'm ready to worship. I'm ready to praise him. I'm not coming to church and being a sitting there like a dead log. I'm going to come to church excited and ready to worship because God is good and I've missed my brothers and sisters and I'm in the house of God and I'm ready to worship his holy name amen that's what we need to do so we need to come back to church and say I'm excited I'm excited to be here we got through those 10 weeks it made us stronger we're going to be better now than we was before we're going to be closer than we was before we're going to realize how much we need the church how much we appreciate each other uh black I, I talked to a lot of you and some of you this maybe doesn't uh, suit but for me I miss hugging you guys I miss worshiping you guys I miss I miss putting my arms around saying I love you guys because I, I miss that miss that physical touch oh, but can I tell you whenever I get to I'm going to appreciate it because I have missed it I have miss getting to talk to you and spend time with you and see you every Sunday. I have missed that. When we get back, we're going to recognize, you know what? We missed out on these things. We appreciate them now. We're thankful for them now. We're excited about them now. And I, and I encourage you when we come back, all what we've done has been great, but the proof is in the pudding. When we come back, we got to come back. Uh, listen, uh, we, we can, we can, uh, we can allow a lot of things to hinder us. We can allow a lot of things to discourage us. We can allow a lot of things to bother us. But we need to come back to church next Sunday, and we need to say, devil, be on warning, because we're back in the house. Amen. We're back in the house. We're here to worship God. You couldn't stop us with your rules. You couldn't stop us with this virus. You can't stop us with anything you do. We're going to march right on, and you better watch out, because we're more excited now than we was when we left. Amen. We are excited for Jesus. Amen. So so we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be proud of. And I just want to end with this. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. Unbiblical churches that did not stand for the word of God, the proof is in the pudding. It came out. It was revealed. A lot of those who, who live very worldly and very sinful and still call themselves Christians, they're just simply probably not coming back. They don't need the church. They can walk away and it's not an issue. The churches that are biblical and are founded upon biblical precepts and believe that we ought to live righteous and holy and according to the word of God, those churches have gotten stronger and they have grown and they have prospered in this difficult time when we couldn't have church the proof is in the pudding amen and and those and those those christians that are committed you know we talk all the time around here about being committed and you can say you're committed all you want to but when they take your church away from you when they tell you you can't gather with your brothers and sisters when they tell you, you can't even socialize or visit or, or or be together uh that you you say well does it change then no we're still committed christians we still love jesus it didn't change it can't change because the proof is in the pudding we're committed to jesus we're committed to each other and this virus has only showed that we are amen and unfortunately 
there are uncommitted Christians and there are Christians that are just not converted. And I don't know if I want to use the word Christian, but there are those that are not committed to the church. They're not committed to one another. They're not committed to the Lord. They're, 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 they're just there. And can I say, it, the proof is in the pudding. It is showed. It is showed of those that are that are really truly committed. This virus has revealed that. And I'm just trying to tell you guys that of all the good and bad that's happened out of this virus and all the inconvenience and everything that's happened, it has been a revealing of what is true and what is not. It has been a revealing of a lot of false things that were not Christian, and it has been a revealing of a lot of things that really truly are Christian. And you guys have proven that you love Jesus, you love his church, and praise God for what we've been through. Amen. And so, that being said, we're getting ready to come back to church. Ain't that exciting? Boy, I'm so, I'm so excited. I, I can't wait to come back to church. And so, I don't want to say this. The proof is in the pudding. We're going to come back to church. One week from today, Lord willing, we'll be inside those walls. The proof is in the pudding. So, we've done fantastic for 10 weeks. But when we get back in there... The proof is in the pudding. You know, we get back in there. You know, some of you are probably going to, I don't know if you got to see Brother Jacob's uh, testimony this week, but the boy was was weeping because he missed church. Can I tell you, when we get back in there, there ought to be some weeping saying, I'm back in God's house. I'm back with my brothers and sisters. I am touched because I get to be back in the house of God. The proof is in the pudding. If this stirs you, if it moves you, when we come back next Sunday, we ought to, we ought to have a service like we've never had before. There ought to be love and passion and excitement and thrill. We shouldn't wait around for God. We should just I love my brothers and sisters. I love my church. I'm back in his house, and I'm going to worship him with all that I have. Amen. We're going to have a church service. Amen. And that's what we need to do. The proof is in the pudding. I'm excited about this, and I, I want to say I'm proud of you guys. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for our church. Thankful for what God has done through this time. I wasn't sure what would happen. I remember when this first happened. I began to question myself and I thought, well, will, will people stop giving and will people just kind of get disinterested and, and what will really happen? And, you know, like anyone else, I have the devil messing with my mind and, you know, what's going to happen to our church? How long can we hold out with not having church? But I began to think before we ever stopped having church, about time we were making that decision, I began to think to myself, and I'm just be real honest, I began to think about the congregation. And this is what I thought, congregation. I thought, as their pastor, I believe they love Jesus. I believe they love this church. I believe that this church is important to them, that they're not going to just walk away. And I believe that if we can't have church, they're still going to be here, amen? And you guys have proven that 10 weeks later. You guys have proven that, amen? So praise God, uh, hallelujah, he's good, and I am encouraged, and I am excited, and I want to come back, and it'd be different than it's ever been before. Listen, all that going through the motions and dead church services and, and don't want to be here and aggravated as somebody, we need to put that foolishness aside and say, it is time to have church. Uh, it is time to put all that away and come out here and worship Jesus Christ. He is our Savior. He is our Deliverer. He has been good to us uh, throughout this whole thing, whatever you think about all of this is going on but aren't we blessed we've not had any of our people contract this virus we've not lost any of our people through this virus god has been good to us and we need to worship him and praise him amen